Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that doesn't suck. Now, let's talk tech. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another Event Tech Podcast. My name is Will Curran, and I am sitting virtually right across from the didactic Brant Kruger. Wow, that's an amazing adjective. That Do you know what that word means? Because I had to Google it. You know, I've heard it, but I could not tell you off the top of my head what it is. So why don't you let me know? So um, it, it means uh, it's an adjective meaning intended to teach, particularly in a moral instruction or an ulterior motive, or sometimes to in the manner of a teacher, particularly as to treat someone in a patronizing way. Um, <laughs> okay. I see and, now why before the show you said don't take it personally. <laughs> and so uh, it also apparently, so like I, kind of just looking a little bit more about it, it's it mainly means that you're trying to teach someone when they don't want to be taught something or it's like an annoying way. That is like, so oh, hey, please repeat funny that. Please for repeat. reasons that we won't go into right now, <laughs> but, but, but reasons that we were talking about literally right before the show. Okay. Always. Always. Well, you, you, sir, that guy, yes, I am Brandt Kruger of Event Technology Consulting. That guy over there, he said his name, Will Kern, but he didn't tell you that he is the harmonious Will Kern. Ooh. So very, very nice. Uh, I feel nice a little raspy today, so I, I don't know if I could hit the harmoniously amazing notes that I usually Okay, well, I can go a few down and you can be the grotesque uh, oh. Will Kern if you'd like. That probably love. That's how I'm feeling a little grotesque today. All right. So, what are we talking about today besides adjectives? Uh, so, uh, big news hitting the the probably the whole kind of ever major news is obviously everyone's really excited about Disney Plus. Um, so, we figured it, it creates a great opportunity for us to talk a little bit about what go what's going on with Disney Plus. It's a effect on the events industry um, and some you know uh, things kind of going on with it, um, which I, uh, I I I I stick with us. It sounds like. You might be thinking to yourself, I'm sick of hearing about Disney Plus, or maybe you've been watching every single episode of The Mandalorian, and you're like, okay, I can't Both get enough them. Disney Plus <laughs> at this <laughs> and, point. And so uh, stick with us. We got some good stuff uh, rocking and rolling. So, Brant, hit us with some of that news about what's going on with Disney Plus. Yeah, well, first first off, I did just want to say, because uh, you kind of mentioned, you know, hey, stick with us, that kind of thing. You know, we're really, we're actually really happy with some of the responses we've gotten regarding these, hey, let's take a look at the tech news of the day and how does it affect events. So we're going to continue kind of doing some of these episodes mixed in with our, you know, hey, let's have a guest on and talk about event tech as well. So uh, it sounds like that that's something that you guys are enjoying. And, uh, you know, as always, please do continue to let us know uh, event tech podcast at helloendless.com or hashtag event tech podcast, uh, what you like and don't like there uh, regarding the formats of some of these episodes. Uh, we did also just ha have a little bit of a milestone. Well, I just wanted to kind of let you know that we Ooh. have actually topped over 16,000 downloads for the year, um, which I think is pretty darn good considering we basically fired this up in January. Yep. Um, and, you know, we had a few people, you know, that came over from the old podcast uh, with John, um, but, you know, lots and lots and lots of new people subscribing. So really want to thank, take a, just a quick moment to thank all of you uh, out there for subscribing. And, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll hear from you soon regarding some of these things. So on to Disney. Um, yeah, I mean, that was the big news of the week uh, over the course of this last week as we're recording it as Disney Plus went live. And 
there's a few things worth talking about uh, in that context. Um, one was um, I thought it was really interesting. A lot of the kind of immediate, you know, uh, headlines and things like that saying, you know, Disney fail, you know, epic fail, you know, that, that, that there was this kind of immediate backlash because there were some bugs. Um, now, I happened to wake up early because I was working on site the very day that um, uh, that it went live. So at like five o'clock in the morning, I was like, oh, hey, Disney Plus is live. I'll, I'll download. So I downloaded it right away. Didn't have any problems nice. downloading it and had access to it right away. And was like, oh, well, crap, I got to go to work now. So I can't actually do anything with this. <laughs> and but I'm it's curious. Here. I'm curious, yeah. did you get it for free as part of like any of the promotional packages? Like, did you already have Hulu or like I had Verizon Unlimited, so I got it for free. Did you have anything like that or you, you decided to pay for it? We paid for it. So oh, nice. that's that's one of the things that I think is, is worth talking about. Um, so let me put a pin in that and come back to it. Um, so so what was interesting to me was that, like I said, there was this backlash of um, – uh, uh, you know, oh, it's a fail, it's a fail, because there were some bugs. And so some of the tech press was quick to say, you know, it's only the most hyped, you know, launch ever. How could they not know how much demand there was going to be? Well, you just you just don't. I mean, right? You know, you've got some idea of how many people are gonna are already signed up, have already paid for the service, or are going to get it. But you don't know what kind of internet connections they're going to be on. Mm -hmm. You don't know if they're going to be watching it on an iPad or streaming it on a 4K television. You know, you just don't know until it launches. And as far as I could tell. All of that kind of seemed to get flushed out within the first couple of days. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it just seemed like a much ado about nothing. And we're so quick these days to jump on the fail train of if something doesn't launch absolutely perfectly or if something isn't, you know, 100% bulletproof the second it get launch, gets launched. Well, tell me about with the Samsung Galaxy Fold. It was 100% that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, as, as a recap, you know, go back and listen to Will's review of the of the Samsung Galaxy Fold a few weeks ago, which by the way is one of the most popular episodes that we've done by by a fair chunk. Oh, thanks, um, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking That's at those awesome. stats as well. So, um, really, I think people were really interested to, to find out what your take on that was. And you know, it sounds like you liked it. Is that still the case? <laughs> oh, I still love it. Yeah, I mean, the fact that like now, as phones now, two months later, are starting to come out more and more, and yeah, you know, I'm I'm saying to myself, nope. Don't want to change. I'm ogling that Motorola uh, <laughs> razor, razor. <laughs> just so we and we can be foldsy twins. Aww. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I'll fold out to be fatter, and yeah. then you can fold out and to I be a little fold, bit smaller. I can fold in to be thinner. If only it was that easy. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, I, that's all I kind of wanted to say on that point uh, regarding you know, let's let's maybe just not be quite so quick to jump on things and, and say it's the fail train and and how everything sucks because that basically, I've always been a fan actually of Disney's digital technology. You know, going back to when movies anywhere was Disney only. As far as I was concerned, they were the only, you know, studio that was doing digital rights the right way. There was none of this yep. garbage with, you know, you have to download a special magic this or, you know, magic that. And, you know, half the time the codes didn't work. It was the only one that was like, yep, buy it once and you can watch it anywhere. Like they were the first to do that, wow. you know. And then when they rolled out movies anywhere to the rest of it, you know, that, that's that been fantastic. You know, what a great way now. Whenever, I don't have to worry about when I buy a movie. Which service did I buy it on? Did I buy it on Amazon? Was it Google Plus? You know, I just, it's just there. And and so they, they've really done a lot of good uh, when it comes to streaming. Now, 
Um, you asked me, did I pay for it? And the answer is yes. So uh, this is another thing that I kind of like that they did. There's a certain amount of free, you know, based on other services, um, you know, that someone might have. I do. Well, OK, I'll come back to that. Um, so there's a certain amount of free um, services that people can get it. Um, there's people who, if, who just wanted to start it right now, you know, you could pay. But they also and this is one of the things that I have been thinking about a lot more lately is respecting and giving, you know, bonuses and incentives and things like that to your existing customers. You know, when you go to get new cable service or something like that, it's always cheaper for people who are just getting the, you know, the, the new customers. And you as a paying customer have to like beg, borrow and steal to, in order to keep your rates from going up. You have to call mm -hmm. back every month, all this kind of stuff. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of going through that right now um, with uh, cable and internet stuff. Um, so this has been a bit on my mind. And so one of the things that I loved is they went to their insider club. So the D23 club, which is like the hardest of hardcore Disney fans. Um, and it's, you know, it's merch and inside and backstage uh, tours and all this kind of stuff. And said, okay, anybody who's in the D23 club can get this founder's rate where if you prepay, you got like 40% off. So if you prepaid for, I think, three years, you got 40% off the, the regular price. Oh, wow. And so I jumped on that for a couple of reasons. One, um, because it was cheaper, <laughs> um, you know, and two, I've now prepaid for that. I don't have to think about that subscription for three years. And I really like that idea. I am so, you know, $5.99 and $6.99 to death at this point that oh. I'm really excited about having a service that I know the family's going to love. Um, you know, all the Marvel, all the Star Wars, all the Disney, um, you know, all the new stuff that's going to come out. And I don't have to think about that subscription for three years. Um, so I think that was really smart of them to do. Um, so having these different price structures, giving a little incentive to the folks that are your hardest core fans. Um, I think there's really a lot of positive things that came out of that rollout. I, I think some people can take some uh, uh, event related um, uh ideas from this as well is that you know look at also your big hardcore super fans for your event and maybe figure out a way that you can roll out something special for them as well maybe it's some like technological add-on or yeah or and who knows it could be even just like hey you have been coming to our event for the last five years since we came out we're going to give you seats in the front or you know, oh, you get the opportunity to, you know, pick the color of your badge. Who knows whatever it is. You know what that's going to be. We don't. But figure out ways that you can tap into your super fans and get them to commit earlier. And then, boom, they're saying, I'm already going. I'm good to go. I, I love those ideas. I mean, I, I just, I love the idea of, you know, doing something a little nice like that. I love the, you know, surprising people with front row seats. I love, you know, maybe, you know, you surprise people with, you know, a meet and greet with the speaker, um, uh, you know, looking back, you know, how, who does that? I mean, hard, I can't think of anybody ever talking about this, what you just said, of going back and looking at your attendance records and seeing, cross-referencing that, and seeing who's been our most loyal fans, who's been the ones that have been here every year, year after year, and then doing something nice for them. Uh, I think that would be an amazing, amazing thing for somebody to do in an event. 
I concur 100%. Well, I know there was also a little bit of controversy as well and the, the rollout relating to passwords, which I think is a good chance to send out a little <laughs> reminder to our audience as well. And this is another one that kind of cheesed me off a little bit because of the headline. So the headline was Disney Plus accounts hacked. Disney Plus accounts hacked. Hacked Disney Plus accounts. And it's like, okay, when you actually read the article, what happened was is that people, and this is something that you and I have talked about over and over and over again on this podcast and in person in our sessions, people were reusing passwords. And so, you know, all people had to do was look up the email password combinations for folks and start guessing that they were going to try and be Disney Plus customers. I mean, millions of people signed up for the service. So it was worth a try for hackers to try, you know, some of these username password combinations that were from other breaches. And so just a please, quick reminder, Soapbox, Brant gets on a Soapbox moment. Um... You know, please, for the love of God, use a password manager so that you're not using the same password over and over and over again. And so as soon as I read, you know, these articles, I knew I was safe. Like, I didn't have to worry about it because I don't Mm -hmm. use the same password on every site because I use randomized passwords generated by a password manager. I do want to say I do. If I remember correctly, when I signed up, though, my password manager couldn't auto generate a password like the form they had set up wasn't picking up my password manager to auto-generate, so I had to take a couple extra steps to generate a password. Hmm. Or uh, I just remember something weird being with that set. But that aside, I also think it's interesting that you talk, talk about this because basically imagine this, like, you know, again, we kind of get our soapbox for a second about the hacking. They, You think to yourself, well, well, who cares if they can, you know, some dude right. in a part of the world can watch my Mandalorian, you know. But this is what they'll do. They'll test your account. They'll see it works. They know your email is active. They know you have Disney+. Plus. Then they're going to send you an email and say, oh, my gosh, there's an issue with your credit card with mm. the uh, you know Disney Plus account. Please click this link and update your credit card. You click on that link, takes you to a fake page, enter your credit card information. Boom. You're done. There's that one and there's one other one. And so so that's kind of the we're going to leave everything in place and try and fish you in a different direction. The other thing that these uh, hackers have been doing is then immediately changing the password. So they go in and do a password change and then they're reselling Disney Plus, uh, you know, to, to other folks. So they're saying, hey, you know, for, you know, I don't know, I'm just make up a number 50 for 50 bucks. You can just have this account. And huh. then, you know, hoping that someone, you know, won't, you know, they won't cancel the credit card or whatever, you know, or, you know, so it's. Or it's, they bought that, a lifetime membership because they were a D23 member. Or, yeah, like me. Exactly. They, they, they bought the three-year thing. Great. Okay. I just paid, you know, a quarter of what it would normally be, and I've got three-year access. Woo! Ooh, that's a good point. So, so yeah, just a friendly reminder: don't reuse passwords. Use a password manager. LastPass, Dashlane, they're all good, uh, or at least those two I can vouch for. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, that, that was that was interesting. Well, there's also this really other interesting thing that happened with at launch as well that I thought was I realized as we were starting to record this, I was like, man, we have to talk about this. So Brandon <laughs> has no idea what this might have any idea what's talking about, but essentially at launch, um, Simpsons are a part of Disney Plus, which is pretty cool. I mean, like the fact that you can literally access a show that's been on the air for so long. I mean, uh, maybe Grant can Google it real quick, but how long Simpsons have been on air? What since? Uh, it's the longest-running television yeah. series of all time. And Absolutely. It, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's, 
it's got to be 20 years at this point. Absolutely. And if you remember what it what how did Simpsons look totally differently? And I'll just talk about like animation style, coloring, you know, when it first started, but also the original, you know, Simpsons episodes up until probably early thousands or so was all in four by three aspect ratio. And I don't think we've talked about aspect ratios a ton on this show yet, but uh, as AV nerds, um, we constantly run this issue where presenters show up with, you know, four by three more square style presentations when really they should be using the widescreen 16 by nine aspect ratio. Well, uh, with the Simpsons being four by three, well, (laughs) Disney tried to do what I have seen so many AV companies do and they tried to stretch it to fill the 16 by 9 and just chop off the bottom and the top. Well, you can imagine what happened. Uh, so they chopped off the bottom and top. Well, Simpsons has a lot of visual comedy where, like, in the corner will be, like, an object that's related to the joke they're telling. Well, all that got chopped off. Fans were outraged that they couldn't watch the original Simpsons episodes and they were missing out on jokes that were getting chopped off because they tried to convert it from the old school 4 by 3 to 16 by 9. So I figured it was a good cautionary tale for anybody in content uh, for doing presentations <laughs> to be aware of that sort of thing. Yeah, it's so it makes me so happy that I don't have to deal with that quite so much anymore. You know, those in-between years where it just seemed like everybody was just it was just a jumbled mess of four by three versus 16, nine standard definition versus high definition. Um, uh, you know, I, I feel like I had to talk about it all the time uh, in my classes and stuff. And so it's nice to not have that be an issue as much. But that's it's really funny that it now it keeps rearing <laughs> its ugly head in, in different places. And it's because, by the way, I looked it up. The Simpsons have been on for 30 years. Wow. 30 years. That's ridiculous. That's how old I am. really, really ridiculous. The first episode was in 1989. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. So anyway, but what that means is it it, it spanned the digital transition. It spanned the transition from SD 4x3, standard definition 4x3, into the HD 16x9 episode. And I actually kind of remember them making a, a joke about that and stretching out for the first episode that went... Uh, that went 16.9 in high definition. So anytime you're dealing with older content, uh, anytime you're dealing with content that, um, you know, is, is, is going to be four by three, just use, use the pillars on the side, you know, let it be the way that it's supposed to be rather than trying to stretch it, squeeze it, cut it off into, you know, into, into, uh, into a 16 by nine format, because literally some of the jokes like you were talking about is, is because they were post being posted online was they're touring a brewery and they're showing off like the three different types of duff, you know, duff dry, duff light, duff this. And what got cut off by the, by doing it this way was the fact that it was all one pipe. And then it was one pipe going into the three different giant vats. Um, but, you know, oh, here's our three different kinds. Of, so literally ruined the joke, you know, that uh, because it was cut off. So there is some hope um, that, uh, that Disney's going to be redoing it. Because I guess this goes back to the Fox days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there, is an, there is another lesson in here. I'm not 100% sure how to tie it back to the event industry, but maybe you can. Um, because this also kind of happened with um, the Star Wars movies on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a change that George Lucas made before turning over the properties to Disney um, to this infamous hand shot first 
uh, scene in in the first Star Wars that has been changed multiple times over the course of the years. Mm -hmm. And as kind of the last thing, one of the last things that Lucas did to this scene was add Greedo, the green guy who shoots at Han Solo, going, McClunky! For no apparent reason, there's no there's no translation. There's no you know there's no captions. Some people think he's a cry for help or something. He just like goes clunky and then he shoots, and it's like, and everybody's all mad at Disney Plus for putting this out. But apparently, it was actually done by Lucas as one of the last things to do on the film, and that's just the version they inherited. And yeah. same with these Simpsons episodes; it was the versions that they inherited from Fox that were already cut. Um, and so, uh, and and then the the third one of those uh, was actually the X Men cartoon. Um, they're all out of order, apparently, and that also oh, wow. is because that's the way it was given to them from Fox. And you wow. know, so the people who were actually you know saw it when it was live, and you know have like figured out what order you're supposed to watch them in. And apparently, Disney has also said, "Yep, okay, we'll rearrange those as well." So like I say, I'm not sure what the lesson there I, I is for lesson. events, but it's inheriting it's inheriting someone else's problems and then being blamed <laughs> for go. them. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one too. I was gonna say also, don't um, you know uh, underestimate the power for fans to get oh, yeah. mad. When you change something, I mean, like, just look at the Comic-Con, like, events that we used to do. Like, like if you can't have some big star cancel or, you know, like, we did a um, – I, I can kind of keep this anonymous enough. We did a Comic-Con event where we had a big star on stage. And long story short is we were not the stage managers. We were just the AV company. And the stage manager was working for the event itself. And he had strict orders to, like, start, like you know, start everything on time, off time. Mm-hmm. This star wanted to keep going. Well, the the, the stage manager wa- had to walk up to the side of the stage and be like, hey, we got to cut it down. And he's like, I'll finish when I finish. You know, fans kind of start getting riled up and excited. But he's like, obviously, the star has seen it at that point, right? Well, right. what ended up happening is the stage manager uh, ordered us to turn off the microphone. Oh. And um, uh, the, the celebrities, you know, the celebrity uh, definitely uh, riled up the audience. And, you know, just uh, don't underestimate fans' power to cause some chaos as well. <laughs> oh, I, I feel your pain on that. I can't even imagine the, the anguish that had to go through the headsets at that point. Yeah. When you're being told directly by your, basically your client mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to cut off this person who is then going to cut you off at the knees in front of, you know, you know, however many people. Um, I've been in that position as well, and it's no no fun uh, yeah, whatsoever. Definitely. So yes, inheriting someone else's alone. problems and then being told by the client, <laughs> being, be, and then messing with the fans. Yeah, yeah, yep, ouch. Yep. Um, one thing I was going to tie us back into, too, with the aspect ratio portion, too, is that, you know, the thing that I think that wasn't done is kind of a rush decision to do this cropping that ended up happening. Just keep in mind, too, like if you are, for example, you have a big financial institution, all your presenters are coming with four by three presentations. Just make sure that if you want to convert them to 16 by nine, it takes time. It's mm, and that's what yeah. Disney like basically is like, look, we're sorry. We'll fix it. But this is going to take time. So something to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and you don't and that's another one of those things that you don't know is going to rile people up until you launch. Absolutely. And then you've got, you know, millions of people looking at it. And then there's going to be a certain subset of those people that get riled up. Definitely. definitely. There's always that subset of people. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So should the, we go on to the last one? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, uh, so this one I thought was kind of like uh, a neat thing, but obviously there's been we've talked about Simpsons, X Men, um, you know, Star Wars, uh, kind of a little bit more relevant properties. But I think what's interesting is they have a lot of old stuff. Was there any like uh, specific properties or movies that you were really excited to get to rewatch that you hadn't seen for years or anything like that? You know, yes and no. I mean, it's one of those things. It's, it's almost like too much choice. You know how the, yeah. the, there's a, there's a there's a phrase for it in economics, and I can't remember what it is. But basically, when you've got too many options, paradox uh, of choice. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes it harder. It makes it, it. Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah paradox of choice where where you're you, you just it's too many options, and then your brain starts to go. I don't. I can't even. <laughs> and, and, and then you don't watch. Wind up doing anything. Um, and so to a certain extent, it's that because it's it is so cool actually to see all of these old movies that I haven't thought about in, you know, literally decades and decades and decades, you know, since I was a kid. And, but at the same time, I haven't gone in and watched any of them. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, but I, mean, I think... To be fair, it's, it's been only out a couple of days. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to start, but I think where we're kind of going with this is that it's going to start percolating a little bit. And as some of these older movies you know, get rediscovered by younger generations or even current generations, um, you know, there's a really good chance that some of these things can kind of come back as as themes and as, you know, and back into popular culture. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, you know, we might start to see this come out as far as, you know, party themes and things like that, that, you know, maybe somebody's going to have a Star Wars theme or, you know, and then there's, uh, well, I don't think, it, I don't think it's spoilers at this point. Have you, have you seen Mandalorian? Uh no, it's it's definitely spoilers. You can't talk about it. Don't okay. Don't, don't, All right. Don't, don't, don't Even though it's it. completely gone mainstream and, and yeah, Disney's, yeah, yeah. Disney's talked about. The, it. I know people that still haven't watched it. Okay. Are really excited right. for it. So so what you know, and including cute things <laughs> in their events. Um, you know, then that's you know that I I would not be surprised that we see those kinds of things. And I know those Absolutely. toys are coming out for Christmas, so that's why. Oh, to- yeah, that's, totally. that's why it's not entirely a, a spoiler yeah, yeah. because those toys yeah. are coming out for Christmas. That, um, but you know, <laughs> like the old, these... I'm not even safe from spoilers from the Event Tech podcast. You right, know? right, like, right. I just come to learn about Event Tech and come I get on, my man. show spoiled. Jeez, come on, man. <laughs> um, and you know, but you know, and then some of these other you know older movies like you know Lady and the Tramp. They keep you know they've they've well, they remastered that one. it. Yeah, they, they've remastered the original and they've, you know, redone it as a live action, mm-hmm. you know, so you could kind of see the, you know, the, 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 the barrels and the tablecloths and spaghetti kind of thing going on. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that you can mine, uh, you know, in this treasure trove of old Disney movies for, for theme, theming ideas. Yeah, and I think, like, even keep in mind, too, that there's there's so many subsets of it, too, that, like, you might be thinking, like, Lady and Tramp was huge, right? I think everybody's seen Lady and Tramp. Everybody knows the story. But I'll give you an example of one that's a little bit more obscure. But, um, again, this is going to, like, date my age and everything like that. But, like, Lizzie McGuire was huge when I was a kid. And oh, I had yeah. heard multiple people say, oh, I got distracted from doing – you know, work or, you know, I lost a weekend because I decided to rewatch Lizzie McGuire oh, or XYZ. And these are things that you would never thought would be themes because they were they were definitely a part of that time. But they're going to resurface. Right. It's almost like if you did you read Ready Player One at all? Oh, yeah. Um, so in Ready Player One, they talk a little bit about how, like, uh, you know, the 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 holiday had a, a fan for the 80s. And so therefore, those trends kind of cycled back through. 
I think you're going to see that same thing as well, is that all these Disney stuff is now going to cycle back up. So I think it's really cool because we don't really talk about trends and, and design and things like that here. But this is kind of cool how technology is now going to influence a potential like uh, change in events and themes and design and everything like that, too. I, I think you hit it right on the head. I think there's a definite potential for this uh, to to start influencing, um, and even some of the some of the classics. I mean, I, it, I know there's lots of controversy around princesses, and you know, is it good or bad? And you know, should you know, should we be letting our girls wa- watch these movies? And does it you know mush their brain into thinking that they need to be rescued? That is a whole discussion for another day. But it is also still a wealth of 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 uh, design, you know, influence and talking about castles and uh, uh, you know magical uh, ceilings and <laughs> I don't know my brain's just kind of wandering with you know some of the potential for that kind of stuff and then anybody who's yeah. been to Disney knows that that's part of it you know but at the same time there's just so much going on and it's it really is kind of a, a magical place absolutely absolutely well anything else that you think that um, that anybody listening to the event Tech podcast could pick up from signing up uh, for Disney plus I think we've pretty much covered it. I mean, you know, friendly reminder about hack passwords. Um, you know, I think we brought some interesting points regarding, uh, you know, how you reward your most loyal uh, event folk, uh, your most loyal attendees, um, uh, you know, and having multiple ways to pay, I think, is, is always a good idea. Um, you know, a friendly reminder about aspect ratios uh, is, is it never hurts because that kind of thing does just kind of keep pardon the pun, cropping up. Uh, oh, that's from time such to time. a good one. Yeah, that's good quality. Eh? I realized it as soon as I was saying it. And then, you know, and then, you know, using these, you know, as these things start to seep back into our culture, uh, a lot of people grew up on those Disney Channel uh, shows. Um, and so, you know, that that re- there really is a lot of opportunity there to mine them uh, for theming ideas. And I think a lot of people would have a really good time with it. Couldn't agree anymore. All right. Well, dude, thank you so much as always. Uh, I enjoyed this one. Um, uh, Again, all you out there, please do let us know. We've got some positive feedback on doing these kind of everyday tech and how it applies to to events. Um, So we're going to keep doing that. We do have some great interviews coming up. Um, uh, We're starting to sprinkle those through. Um, We're uh, also working really hard on getting folks to not only, you know, talk about their products, but also, uh, you know, bring their clients in to talk about how it worked uh, using their products, what the experience was. You know, we, we really do try and avoid the, like, I'm going to sit here and talk about my product for the next half an hour. You know, we want it to be a much more interesting conversation uh, for you guys um, before we bring them to you. So those those are coming. Those are sprinkled through. Uh, we want to remind you all to go check out eventtechpodcast.com. There you're going to see the show notes, the links to all the resources that are shared there, uh, the transcripts, all the ums and ahs are going to be there. Um, we're going to find the links so you can subscribe in your favorite podcast app, the iTunes, Pocket Casts, Google Play, uh, the new Google Podcast, the new Apple Pocket Podcast. I'm so happy that iTunes is dead, by the way. If I could just, <laughs> we could just have a little moment and pour one out for iTunes. Um, it, that, that was, a, that was a, a piece of technology whose time came and went a long time ago. <laughs> so we'll, we'll uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stop mentioning iTunes uh, in, in the ends of our podcasts. Um, but definitely Spotify, uh, Pocket Casts, all of the other podcasts apps are out there. If there's a platform uh, that you like to use and we're not on it, please do let us know and we will absolutely see what we can do to get on that. Um, 
And once again, just a reminder, thanks so much for those of you that have reached out and offered your comments and suggestions. Uh, let us know what you think. Hashtag Event Tech Podcast on all the socials and Event Tech Podcast at HelloEndless.com is the old-fashioned email. I love that email is old-fashioned at this point. Isn't that nice? Mm, Isn't nice. that nice? Hey, man, thank you again. Really appreciate it, uh, as always. Such a pleasure. And we'll talk to you next time on the Event Tech Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.